Hello, hello loves. You're listening to your VSG Diary Girl Court. Let's leave it all at the door and get very chatty. Hello my loves, I am back and I am ready to talk all things exercise and body movement. I'm going to scope through the very first attempted workout. So that means literally starting from the very first walk in the bariatric ward through to creating how I created a routine and how I found what was going to work for me. And of course, building strength and muscle, which is where I'm at now, two years post-op in my maintenance phase and how I've become strong and fit for the first time in my life. And how I've also managed to reduce body fat, gain muscle mass and eat carbohydrates and essentially go against the grain of even my surgeon's advice. Sorry, but really listening to that inner dialogue and inner voice that I know is going to support what sustains my body physically and therefore sustains me mentally. So I will be diving into how I had to let go of being the smallest weight possible to okay just because I've had weight loss surgery does not mean that I need to be that person I need to be who I need who do I need and I need to be strong and I want to feel strong so I am going to dive into all of those things but before I do I do want to start by saying that getting fit and moving your body as a bariatric it is no easy feat okay you're literally working through the biggest energy depletion that you will probably experience physically from losing so much muscle mass so rapidly And that's what it's going to do. Quick and excess weight loss does. It shocks the body. So it almost feels like a double-edged sword. You're losing so much weight. You're feeling more willing and able. However, your body isn't inclined or as inclined as you think it would be because you are nutritionally and energy-wise, you are depleted. You are initially. And so this is why I did the nutrition podcast prior to this because I do feel that it is the driving force and one cannot work without the other. But we know this. Generally speaking, we know that nutrition drives the physical body. So if you were to, for lack of better words, picture a seesaw moving up and down, that is your exercise and your nutrition working for you at the same time to sustain and to carry you through the next chapter, the next decade, the next two decades, and hopefully the rest of your new life. And so I know that not everybody here has had bariatric or weight loss surgery or specifically even the gastric sleeve surgery if you are someone who is thinking about the surgery you know that secret time where it's only in your mind and you haven't dared said a word to anybody not your spouse your partner your friend your neighbor your dog your cat your fish who knows I'm just everyone's different everyone's got different things and people I see you and I feel you there so thanks for being here thanks for being brave enough to listen to this today if that is you and you are that person Let's jump in. Let's just jump straight into my first attempted workout post bariatric surgery. My first workout was a walk in the bariatric recovery ward. I was attached to the drip and walking around, popping a hip, locking a hip, just trying to move, get the blood flowing. Obviously, I came back home and then technically I actually wrote this down in my diary and I went through my post-surgery diary, which is filled with the goods my God, there's so much in there that I can't wait to share that technically my first workout was what I called house counting. I literally wrote that down in my diary. Today, I walked past three houses in my street and came home. Then a few pages onwards, it was today I walked past 10 houses in my street and came home until I could write that I'd walk the whole block 
And then until I, I could write that I was sick of walking past the same houses every day. <laughs> and so being sick of that, I decided that at about three months post-op, I would go and walk into my first gym, which happened to be Anytime Fitness. And I did. I spent about three to five months in what I call the I have no idea what I'm doing stage limbo. But in hindsight, it was the truest test of all, actually. Moving when I didn't want to, creating habits that I had never had before, learning about equipment I'd never used before. And I remember saying today, if I drive to the gym, walk in, spend what, five minutes or zero minutes moving, my job is still done because I went. I repeated this habit for up to about six months, just doing random things. Guys, honestly, I had no idea what I was doing any type of movement in the gym until I decided it was actually time to get a PT. Mind you that in this three to five months gap of not knowing what I was doing in the gym, I was actually spending a lot of time in the kitchen building my nutrition strength. And nutrition strength to me means more hydration, more fluid and water and more protein intake. So it was actually extremely beneficial that I didn't have too much pressure from training, that I was just creating that background habit of I'm attending the gym, I'm driving there, this is a ritual and a routine for me that I enjoy. I'm going to put more of my time and energy into my nutrition for the time being once that's really, truly balanced. And I've gone into the gym, created the, the habit, then I will take the next step to create an understanding of what I am doing. And so in came the courage, which... Just putting it out there takes a lot for a previously morbidly obese person to go into a gym. I know some people are always confident in that space and that zone, but I never was. And so for me, that was very extremely traumatic and triggering at first. I'm not going to lie, but I had a great PT at the time who was so comforting. We started with the basics, understanding the anatomy of muscle groups and basic movements. Then we added weights, weight training. And then, of course, the correction of form along the way. And so it wasn't actually very long before I felt confident. And she gave me the most beautiful compliment and said that I was born to be in the right form. So I that's always stayed with me, that one. And speaking of form, I then found Pilates, Reformer Pilates. That has completely changed my life. I am, if you don't already follow me, you haven't seen a lot of my content, that's okay. But if you have, you'd know I kind of like Reformer Pilates just a little bit. And so that was the next thing that I had discovered post being in the gym and getting strong and building my muscle mass. It was actually finding Pilates, which was such a different pathway for me. I'd heard a little bit about it, but I had always been used to having to vigorously do kind of like F45, your boot camp style workouts, which still love would still do them but there is something very exciting about being able to try something new and just putting it out there if you are a fresh bariatric and perhaps going into the gym and lifting weights isn't for you or going outside and doing a run isn't for you or even walking I think reformer pilates is a great start go and do your own research on it there's heaps out there but it's very low impact and there are so many different levels of extremities is what I'll say. You can really minimize the difficulty and you can also maximize the challenge, which I love. And I love that about Pilates. And so as I was creating my routine, which as you now know, started with house counting, 
getting into the gym, then getting a PT, and then also discovering Pilates, I had to find a way to maximize without minimizing and without overexerting. And so I really just didn't complicate things at first. I really took my time. I navigated through my body signals. And so I, I felt balanced eventually. And finally, <laughs> I found what works for me, which is two Pilates sessions a week. It's about one gym session and walking and running. And I, at the moment, do have a run goal of five kilometers. The running is a new added goal. And to achieve this, I actually had to reduce a gym session from two sessions a week down to one and from three to four Pilates sessions down to two a week just to allow some more R&R time which is so important, overexerting the body. It overstimulates the body as well and the mind and it ain't cute, it ain't fun. You can't sustain it. We're all about the sustain. And so, look, it is easy to compare yourself to the person you hear about or you follow or you admire. Maybe it's you looking at me and that's why I say that. It's so easy to become a comparable thief of your own joy by only looking at others and not looking at yourself. So my advice is that you really need to create something special for yourself outside of what looks like the best thing to do. And you might be asking, well, how am I supposed to know that? And fair question. I asked that as well. When I was looking through my hard copy diary, my journal, I actually wrote, how am I supposed to know where to start? With so many question marks and exclamation marks. Ugh, the attitude. Always there. Always, always, always there, Court. Trust her to have it there. So I'm actually going to share with you the four questions that I summarized after a few diary entries that actually helped me formulate a workout routine for myself. So one, what type of exercise do I enjoy? Two, what can I see myself wanting to do more than once or twice a week? Three, what would be my short-term goal? Four, what would be my long-term goal? And five, how often do I want to move my body in order to achieve these goals? And then I wrote, what is realistic for me to sustain? In capital block letters. And although I could answer those questions within minutes, as I remember it so vividly, that's okay if you can't. If you have to go into a supplement store or walk into a gym to gain some insight and knowledge, Everyone's pre-existing knowledge of body movement exercise is extremely different. Some bariatrics have previous experience, especially those who have exhausted all physical like working out options and that hasn't worked in the past, which was where I was. I had that general knowledge enough to answer those questions. But hey, if you're not that person and you've never done it, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Go and just do the research and put yourself out there. I know it can be daunting, but go and ask the right people the right questions. And that can be your step forward. That can be your first start. And the best thing about that is it's all trial and error. I wouldn't be where I am now physically and as strong as I am if it wasn't for all of the muck, all of the middle ground, no idea what I'm doing limbo, as I previously mentioned. That's been the beauty of it all. And that's actually what has eventuated me to this point. So obviously now I'm in a building strength and muscle phase. The scales are going up in muscle and that's really great to have that resource to be able to check through body scans. And the technology we have these days is actually incredible. How lucky are we to be able to see the specifics of what our bodies are doing? 
And so, yeah, obviously in that maintenance phase and dare I call it the rebel, the rebel stage. That's what I'm calling it because I'm actually going against the grain of what my surgeon has advised as well, um, which is low carb and brisk walking. And I know that that works for some people and that is absolutely fantastic. But for me, that was not attainable. I wanted to move way more than that. And I just wanted to be strong. I want to leave the gym ready to go again. Like that's how I feel. I, I like that feeling, that rush and that adrenaline, that peak of adrenaline. And it also does help me with my anxiety. It really stimulates me. And if I'm not moving every day, I, I do struggle I become extremely hypersensitive and I notice the difference in my anxiety on the days that I do move and the days that I don't. And so for me, it's actually become very, very crucial for, for my actual mental well-being as well. And that carries my business. That carries me as a person, as a wife, as a sister, a daughter, a friend, neighbor, as the person that shows up on Instagram to this platform. And so it's an important element for me. But guys, in regards to what I would advise for you to do, if you're, you're in that muscle building strength phase or you've, you've gotten to that point where you feel really ready to go, is really just to optimize your protein and hydration. I couldn't as a bariatric who I technically have a limited portion, I'm already restricted. So for me to go out and do a five kilometer run with the food that I was only able to intake prior to that run is very different to the average person who's not had bariatric surgery, who was able to consume three times the amount of protein. It is hard work. It takes a lot of trial and error with the food as well before these big peaks of exercise and, and, you know, runs, whether you're going into the gym and you're doing your weights, it's going to take time for you to find that balance between how much can I actually fit in to run the five Ks to go into the gym and do my session today. That will take a little bit of time. That was probably harder for me than going in to the gym and moving. I remember there were times where I was extremely frustrated because I knew I started to fatigue. I knew that really wasn't the physical body. I really knew that that was, man, I just wish I could fit in an extra 20 grams of protein before I got here. And it's true as a bariatric it is very different and that's something that I'm that I'll stand by. I see other friends of mine who train who obviously aren't bariatric patients and it's different for them. They can they can jump down and have that extra bit of um, protein and it's they go in and they do a, a bigger session and that's just the reality. So it takes time to build, but I'm at a point now at 2 years that I can easily eat as much as I need to to get in there and have that output to have a good delivery in my body movement. But kudos to every bariatric who is going into a gym, going outside for a walk or a run, doing Pilates, whatever it may be, who is trying their absolute hardest to ask their physical body of so much more than they were able to even input via nutrition. It is a double-edged sword. It is the hardest. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've done a lot of training as an obese person as well, but the hardest thing I've ever done is be a bariatric trying to move my body and do so at a such a smaller portion with my nutrition. I've gotten there and I've made it work and I've made it happen, but there is not enough of a discussion about how difficult that is. And really, if you see a bariatric who is out there who has managed to 
maintain their weight loss, sustain, move every day, eat well, cook well, please go up to them and say, you are doing an amazing job because the amount of effort it takes to get to a point where it is working, where you actually can do those things and not be faint, depleted, malnourished, confused, stressed, exhausted. It is an uphill battle, let me tell you. So keeping in mind the things that you actually do need to have in place is optimizing your protein, your hydration, making sure that's balanced. That's gonna be your number one challenge. Your second biggest challenge is gonna be having a recovery routine that actually works for you. So don't forget you're gonna be quite sore. When you're trying to build muscle from being a barrel, you've lost a lot of muscle mass very rapidly. So that actually makes it extremely hard to bounce back from. So making sure that you've got little things like your stretching, if you're into saunas, do that, floats, all of your sups, go into a supplement store. The best thing you'll do is go and see your local supplement and your local supplement guru and pick their brain on their protein powders, their greens, salts, salt replacers are great, especially initially, like I'm talking first one to three months post-op, your BCAAs, obviously any muscle recoveries. And of course your top one, sleep. So that, that kind of dribbles into stress management and your night routine, but sleep is going to be the foundation of all of that recovery for your physical body so that you can get up and keep it going. And I do know that this can all sound like a whole lot, but it has taken me two and a bit years to get here, guys. This hasn't happened overnight. There have been many tears, many <laughs> outbursts of not joy, <laughs> and it's been fun. What can I say? It's been fun. It's been beautiful. <laughs> it's been amazing to see how capable I am and what a force I am in my own body. It has been the most liberating the most joyous experience I've ever encountered as a, as a woman. And at 26, I can finally say, I know what my body is capable of. And that is very special for me to say and for me to share with you all here. I do feel that it is important to not compare yourself to absolutely anybody at all, whether they've had bariatric surgery or not. You are singular and therefore your experience is singular and that is your superpower. So do not get it twisted. Don't do that to yourself. Do not play that I am need to be her, I need to be him, I need to be there. Why am I not? Be where you are, sit with yourself and figure yourself out. And you'll notice things in your life start to fall into place. Some things will fall out of place. That's, that's the cost, that is the price that we pay for knowing who we are and for daring to demand more right? And by becoming that woman, I've managed to sustain a life that I believe in, that I can vouch for, that I actually preach every single day because I'm genuinely out there doing these things. I've maintained my weight loss. I've gained muscle, reduced body fat, and I'm just enjoying myself. I'm enjoying being here. And I cannot imagine my bariatric journey without my body movement and my exercise. I do think that the key to success with weight loss surgery is body movement. I do think that you can absolutely maintain through just nutrition, but I, I will stand by the fact that I do really think that body movement is an absolutely crucial part of the joy as well. The joy of being in your new body and experimenting. We love a bit of an experiment. Even if you're someone who 
would much rather do a 30 minute walk a day and that's your sustain. Perfect. Absolutely amazing. You just got to kind of sit with, yeah, what, what is you and, and what do you require to be who you want to be? And the best part is there's no right or wrong. So everything that even I've said today, take it with a grain of salt. See, pick and choose what, what you want to pick and choose, right? That's a good one. Pick and choose what you want to pick and choose, hey? So don't overcomplicate it. Be within yourself. Set yourself some goals. Be realistic. Be measurable. And then get out there and do it. Okay? <laughs> bye for now but not for long i will be back very soon download this podcast check me out on my socials and stay connected